Exterior. Open on outer space. A dazzling, swirling galaxy fills the screen, a slow push into the eye of that galaxy. Stars sparkle around us, the purple-pink glow of nebula space intensifies as we get closer and closer to the eye of the nebula until finally light engulfs us. It sparkles, it glitters, it shines homosexually until the gay glimmer transforms into interior, Macy's or whatever. An overworked employee pours glitter across a window display for no discernible reason. Shoppers hustle and bustle and breathe into each other's mouths as they spend their stimulus checks on air fryers and pillow shams. The camera swoops through the store until we land on Samantha Delilu, 30s, type A, a sorceress of gorgeous coats and being skinny. Bags hang from both arms as she shuffles toward an inexplicably large sign reading, Black Friday Special, Amazon fucks Sticks half off. Finally, there it is. She hurries toward the sign. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Pardon me. Coming through. We see the fuck stick display. There's one box left. <sighs> Thank God. She leans over to grab it, her painted nails stretching forward, and the moment they land on the fuck stick box, another hand lands on hers. <gasps> oh. She straightens and looks over to see Jorkub Chapin, 30s, literal Ryan Gosling wearing very large sunglasses. They keep their hands on the coveted fuckstick box as they gaze into one another's eyes slash sunglass lenses. I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. Oh, is this the last one? Samantha looks to a nearby employee who, on account of being a non-union extra, nods with apology instead of saying an actual line. Oh, darn it. Well, is it? Is it what? The last one. Uh. The last what? The last dildo slash ice cream maker sponsored by Amazon Fresh. The last fox stick. <sighs> Looks like it. Jorkub adjusts his cane with his free hand. I wouldn't know. Do you mind? I, I need this for my second boss of the magazine. Descriptions are down on account of the magazine being awful, and this is the perfect gift for her. I'm sorry. I, I need it for my friend Sunshine. He likes Rocky Road and prostate stimulation. Oh gosh, whatever will we do? I'd normally hand it over, but it's been a really rough year. Since last Christmas. Since it all happened. My boss hasn't been fucked in months. Sunshine's prostate is huge. It would really help me out. It's the size of a large lime. All three of my jobs have been so stressful this holiday. Or a small grapefruit. I can't believe this is happening. Three jobs? I'm a magazine editor, a model, and a gynecologist. That's not absurd at all. I'm very busy and flustered, and there's lots of pressure on me. It sounds like tensions are building towards some sort of climax. So many vaginas and so few Amazon fuck sticks to fill them. You know what? You should take it. <laughs> really? That's okay. It sounds like you need it more than me. Even though I lost my jazz club to drinking last Christmas Day, the same day my wife died and I went blind from life sadness. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Take the fuck stick. <sighs> I can't. Just take it. That's not fair to you. Well, what would be fair? Samantha's coat doubles in size. How about rock, paper, scissors? My wife used to love rock, paper, scissors. What? Joyka raises his other hand, cane dangling. Let's do it. On three. One. Two. Three. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. They tip their heads down to their hands. Samantha holds out scissors. Jorkub, rock. Well, who won? Samantha stares at their other hands, beneath the rock, paper, scissors hands. They're both still holding the fuck stick. And each other's other hand. <laughs> On Samantha's pinky finger, we see a small ring with a stone that glitters in blue and purple. The room spins in a rush of shopping bags and ribbon. Glitter sparkles in a flurry through the air as employees sprinkle them on gift displays without explanation. It's like a million stars are glimmering around them. After a moment. Well, I hope Sunshine enjoys his gift. 
She turns and coat walks out of the store. Wait, what's your name? Just call me Samantha Claus. She exits, leaving Jorkub standing with the fuckstick. Interior diner. The diner has Christmas decorations because it's Christmas. A large wrapped gift blocks 90% of the opening door, and in stumbles a woman, roughly 37. Her name is Nebs Delilu, and in American Sign Language, she signs, sorry. The waitress, who's also not being paid, gives her a very real worthy shrug to imply confusion. She said sorry. Samantha enters in an entirely new coat. The two women hug, and their attention is pulled to another woman entering this set. She is Catherine Hahn playing the character of Lucy Joe, and she's styled like a Disney Channel early 2000s quirky friend character. Who do I have to fuck around here to get a cocktail? It's 9.16 in the morning. Nebs Delilu signs, you're an alcoholic, Lucy. Lucy stares at Nebs, clearly not understanding sign language. Well, that's nice. The trio are all set down at a booth together. You two aren't going to believe how chaotic my life is right now. Oh, I'm sorry. It must be hard going through a breakup during the holidays. All his shit is out of my apartment, and I just keep finding things that remind me of him, like his mustache combs and his Paramore CDs. Nebs Delilu signs, I love Paramore. Just do what our father did when he left our mother around Christmas and write it to Santa asking for a new boyfriend. Science isn't real, Samantha. Oh, listen to me retelling the first scene of the movie. A montage. Samantha reenacts, reaching for the fuck stick, smiling at the man in front of her. She has sunglasses on and is using a straw like a walking cane in a very offensive manner. And I didn't even think to get his number. You're telling me that you had a real-life meet-cute and you didn't do anything with it? Well, he might have been gay. Nebs Delilu signs, how do you know? Because he was buying the fuck stick for his gay friend with an enlarged prostate, and everyone knows straight men aren't friends with gay men. Exterior. Central Park, even though this is set in Los Angeles. Continuous. The trees of Central Park are all lit up like a fairy tale. Romantically, two men are walking along the path, admiring the view. Sunshine, a 40-year-old man of color with an enlarged prostate, walks with Jorkub holding onto his arm. I think you're going to be super excited about my present for you this year. You are the nicest straight white man I've ever met, Jorkub. Jorkub looks up into the trees. Describe them for me. The trees? Yeah. I mean, you weren't born blind. You've seen all this before. I met a girl while shopping earlier. She sounded lovely. Well, that's wonderful, my friend. So when are you going out with her? A beat. They stop walking and face each other. I didn't think someone like her would ever be interested in someone like me. <laughs> tea. No tea, no shade, sorry, but tea. You've really not been yourself since that Christmas. I've lost faith, Sunshine. Well, that's what the holidays are all about. Believing? Believing in Amazon's stock. <laughs> wow, you're such a funny gay friend I have who's also black, so the gay thing isn't his entire identity. It is my entire identity, though. They turn to see Jelly, a very gay man who is clearly very gay because he's sucking an actual dick. Currently. He's currently sucking a dick in the park. The man attached to the dick is there, too, but that's not important. <laughs> You're such a riot, Jelly. As if you could be gay with a name like Jellicle Cat. What a funny joke. I wish you were gay so we could end up together, because everyone knows the only gay people in the movie have to end up together. You know what else we have to do? What's that, Jelly? Play basketball together while we talk about this new mystery woman so we can grow closer as friends and then undress in front of each other in the locker room. Interior diner, back with the girls. Back at the diner, the women are now flipping through magazines, which we can see clearly on account of the close-up cut-ins of the covers of the magazines, which all read shoulder sprinkles. 
Just don't let this stranger become a distraction, Sammy Cakes. We've been working on this overhaul of the magazine for three whole days, and we really can't drop the balls. You mean ball. No, I mean balls, honey. Nothing I love more than a handful of manberries, honey. So definitely fuck this guy. Just be sure to finish your important work making a mood board for the magazine rebrand, since making mood boards is all fashion editors do. Nebs wiggles one of her fingers. Gosh, you're so right, Nebs. What'd she say? You really ought to learn sign language. But that would be respectful and appropriate and honor the experience of my deaf friend, which we're very clearly not here to do at all. They laugh. Neb said, I have to think of our own mother, a famous astronaut who tragically died during the Moon 7 backwards launch, leaving Nebs and I orphans who had to raise one another while honoring her memory. And we know she would want me to focus on my career as a fashion editor and a model working exclusively for Vogue and a gynecologist at my practice, Women's Rosebud Health. My rosebud could use a tune-up if you know what I mean. I'm talking about a tune-up for my man's genitals. They laugh while holding their giant Christmas red cups of hot cocoa. Now if you'll excuse me, I'll be right back. I have to go put a coin in an old children's arcade and wish to physically, literally, become bigger. Like Tom Hanks in the movie Big. Back in a shake of a horse's- Exterior basketball court. Jorkub shoots hoops with sunshine and jelly. Jelly is hunched over as he runs, his mouth still on the unexplained penis. You... you have to think of your daughter, Jorkub. Savannah White? What's she have to do with all this? You know how hard it's been on her to lose her mother to death and her father to sad blindness all at once? You can't even look at her paintings or watch her point at things and you know how much that means to her. That's her favorite thing to do. Exactly. You need to focus on getting your jazz club back. Your life's been a mess since La La Land. I mean, Emma Stone won an Oscar, and where does that leave you? I still can't believe you changed your name. I was too ashamed to carry on. I had to become Ryan Gosling playing the character Jorkup Chapin instead of being Ryan Gosling playing the character Sebastian. Your name was Sebastian in La La Land? I don't remember that at all. No one does. All the more reason you gotta get your club back, man. Listen to me. I'm the only person of color in this whole fucking movie. It's the trope of the magical person of color who gives advice to the protagonist without being a fully developed character themselves. This is bumming me out, you guys. Can't we just play ball? Here, I'm open. Sunshine passes him the ball and it hits Jorkub in the chest. Back at the diner, Samantha looks tenderly at Nebs. I'm so glad Mom named you Nebs, after the nebula she was studying before the M7 backward launch exploded her out of the sky while the whole world watched. It's a really wonderful reminder of what really matters, and you know what really matters, right? Nebs signs something. No, not your boyfriend, Blake. He won't even learn sign language to talk to you. Nebs signs again. Well, Lucy Joe isn't sharing a bed with you in the biblical sense. Plus, we know Lucy Joe really knows sign language. She just pretends like she doesn't because she's a bitch. A huge bitch. Samantha looks at her. She spoke a long beat. Anyway, Mom would want both of us to focus on my career. It's the right decision. Interior, shoulder sprinkles office. Cut to Samantha sitting at a desk in a gorgeous office. Lucy leans in through the doorway. Someone's here to see you, Sam. Who is it? The man you're going to screw and forget about because... Uh, My mood boards, I know. He has very sexy sunglasses. Lucy Joe steps aside as Jorkup walks in. Samantha stands, surprised. Uh, oh, what are you doing here? Our conversation got cut short at the department store, so... Uh, how'd you find me? You dropped this. He holds up a business card that reads, Samantha Delilu, fashion editor, model, vagina doctor. I can't believe you tracked me down. I just felt so bad about taking the last fox stick sponsored by Amazon Prime. I had to make it up to you. He hands her a very poorly wrapped present. You brought me a gift? 
It's the least I could do. She opens the present. Inside is a dildo and a container of ice cream. That's so thoughtful of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll, um, I, I guess I'll just let you get back to work then. Okay, uh, um, I mean, unless you... Unless? Samantha looks down at the gifts in her hands. This is better enjoyed together. Would you like to join me? Are you talking about the dildo or the ice cream? <laughs> the ice cream. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, the ice cream. You know what? I have the perfect place. Exterior rooftop moments later. Samantha and Jorkub sit on a loose-knit blanket on the rooftop of a building. The stars sparkle above them. What is this place? A jazz club. Well, it used to be. Used to? It's a long story. I have time. It used to be my club, but I had one too many Moscow mules one night and I lost it. Not so long a story after all. What do you do now? I take care of my daughter. You have a daughter? Her name's Savannah White. She loves painting and pointing at things. Would you like to see her? I'd love to. Jorkob holds out his phone with a picture of Savannah on it. Samantha has to move his arm so it's in front of her face instead of pointed in the wrong direction. She's beautiful and, oh my goodness, her eyes. She's really something, isn't she? A beat as she takes a bite of ice cream using the dildo as a spoon. Do you miss it, the club? Every day. Along with my dead wife. I miss my dead mom, too. Sometimes when I look up at the stars, I can still smell her Christmas cookies. Describe them to me. They're like diamonds. They're like cosmic snowflakes glittering in a soup of space dark. No, your mother's cookies. She looks at him, her nethers a quiver. They tasted out of this world. Far, far out of this world. They tasted like outer space. They were perfect. You're perfect. Will you tell me about your daughter's eyes? Savannah? Each one is a different color. One blue and one purple, like a mutant from the X-Men. It's called heterochromia. I think the proper term is LGBTQ+. No, silly. That's what, that's what body scientists call her mutant eyes. Oh, of course. I don't... Oh, never mind. No, what is it? Nothing, nothing. She touches his arm and he flinches. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still getting used to being blind. It's almost as if the entire plot point takes gross advantage of an actual human experience in order to create hijinks and laughs or something. I don't no, know. it's not that. Tell me what you were going to say about Sav's eye. Please don't call her Sav. Tell me, Jork. I... I don't remember what they look like. A long beat. The camera pans across the night sky in a way that's pretty but also not quite framed right. Would you like me to tell you? Would you? Samantha looks down at the moon ring on her pinky finger, then up into space. The nebula is somehow perfectly visible. One is the most radiant blue. It looks as deep and as wet as the ocean. And the other? Purple, like a bad bruise, like the inside of God's open throat after a bad cold, like the gay Teletubby. As cosmic and special a purple you've ever imagined. They lean close to each other. As if millions of planets have been created inside the depths of her freakish mutant iris. Their faces are inches apart. They look like my mother's love. Jorkub kisses her, but misses. He kisses her nose. Oh, oh, wow. He keeps kissing her nose. Oh my goodness. The surprise turns to pleasure as he raw dogs her nostrils with his tongue. Oh, Jorkub. Oh, my sweet blind Jorkub. The camera pans out, tipping up to the stars. This is where the scene should cut, but instead there's a slam as Lucy Joe kicks the door to the roof open behind them. They turn, Samantha's nose glistening. Lucy Joe! How did you know it was me? 
I could smell your lady place. I just wrote a Scientologist's face! Scientologist? He's naked and unconscious next to your cobweb jazz piano. What's a Scientologist doing here at my failed jazz club that I lost last Christmas Day the day my wife died and I went blind without explanation? Nebs enters from behind Lucy. She signs very quickly to Lucy, who shakes her head. The fuck am I supposed to know what you're saying, Nebs? Come on, bitch, read the roof. She said you have something very important to tell us about the club. That you saw something that might change the course of our lives forever. That this planet, nay, the universe, may never be the same. Oh, right. Scientologists bought the building. Jorkup stands, stumbling into some flower pots. Samantha rises to study him. What are you talking about, Lucy Joe? It's all here in the plans I found while suction cupped to that Scientologist's face. She pulls out a folder labeled Master Plan. Everyone looks at each other in surprise. Jorkub looks in the wrong direction to no one. Interior diner. The gang's all here. Samantha, Jorkub, Nebs, Lucy Joe, Sunshine, Savannah White, Nan Jelly. They all sit gathered around a table looking down at the folder. Let me get this straight. I can't understand you, honey. Jelly pulls the dick out of his mouth and fondles it with his hand instead. Sorry, let me get this straight. Don't you mean let me get this gay? Everyone looks at her. I'm not gay. What made you think that? Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've been so distracted waiting to hear if my father will survive his cancer. But I'll tell you about it later, except I won't. Go on. So let me get this heterosexual. The leaders of the Church of Scientology conspired to make your jazz club fail so they could purchase the building and use it as headquarters in their mission to take down Leah Remini, the well-known suppressive person who's outed their pseudo-religious crimes? Nebs holds up a photo of Leah Remini from the folder. Savannah points to it. That's what it looks like. How do you stop them and get the club back? You have to take them to court. You know what that means. Nebs makes the motion of banging a gavel. That's right, Nebs. I have to put myself through law school, pass the bar, take the Church of Scientology to court, and win back the jazz club. Begin montage. A montage of law school a la Legally Blonde, but worse. We see Samantha working with Lucy Joe at the magazine, making collages and directing photo shoots and making presentations with Savannah White pointing at the PowerPoint slides. Then Samantha is modeling for Vogue, posing for the camera. She squats into a sultry pose as the camera flashes. Flash, flash, flash. Samantha rises from in between a woman's legs, now in a white coat. She checks her watch, pats the patient's vagina, and runs out of the room. She rushes into a lecture hall, takes a seat, and puts on some glasses to tell us she's smart and learning things. Back at her gorgeous apartment, she wears four coats at once as Nebs helps her study. Their dead astronaut mom watches on from her enormous painted portrait over the fireplace. Sunshine, Jorkub, and Jelly crouch outside the failed club-turned-Scientology-Leah-Remini-Suppressive-Person-Operation-Center and take photos through a window. They're covered by a single bush. And the man connected to the dick Jelly is, of course, sucking, is blatantly visible standing upright in the bush. Then, we're at Samantha's graduation. She's past the bar or whatever. Hooray! They celebrate and laugh and laugh. Then the camera pushes in tight on Samantha's face. It's time. Interior courtroom. Jorkub, Sunshine, Jelly, Savannah White, Nebs, and Lucy Joe sit in the stands. Lucy Joe is now played by an entirely different actor for no reason. Gwendolyn Christie, to be exact. Your Honor, today I would like to tell you a story about love, a story about hope, and a story about Scientology. Objection! A very slim-looking lawyer stands up on the other side of the courtroom. 
Scientology is not a story, it's a real, true religion, like Mormonism or the Hollywood foreign press. Your Honor, if you'll indulge me, I promise Scientology is relevant to our proceedings here today. The judge eyes them both. She's played by Laurie Metcalf or Regina King or something. Let's go with Regina King. Regina King is better. I'll allow it, says the judge. Regina King taps her gavel for no reason. In the stands, Jorkob taps his cane. Thank you, Your Honor. There's one thing my late mother always taught me before she exploded in the sky during the Moon 7 backwards launch. The audience gasps. Some people whisper, the moon? Her mother? Backwards launch? It can't be, it can't be. Regina King taps her gavel. Jorkob taps his cane. Order, order! What did she tell you? She told me that the truth will set you free. And the truth here today is this. She turns to Jorkob in the seats. Your wife might have died that day, Jorkob. But Jazz didn't. In Sunshine, you're being paid less than every other actor in this movie. What? Except for the judge. Come again. Jelly, no one cares if you're gay, except for all the assholes who voted for Trump. And Lucy Joe, no one cares about any of your storylines. Nebs, you were always mom's favorite. I don't understand it, but it's true. And Savannah White, your father will one day see you point at things again. And you'll point at them in the jazz club. Because the biggest truth of all is that Tom Cruise is only an okay actor. Objection! Overruled. But please get to your point, Councilwoman. I will, Your Honor. I'll get back to it right now. And the point is, besides the dick in Jelly's mouth, is this. The Church of Scientology, in order to wage their war against Leah Remini, which she doesn't even deserve, King of Queens wasn't that bad of a show, used propaganda and church lies to convince Americans that jazz sucks more than it actually does. You better have something really special up your sleeve, female. You can't prove that. <sighs> oh, I can. With this. Samantha pulls from the literal sleeve of her 19th impeccably tailored coat the master plan folder we saw earlier. From it, she holds up a page that reads, We did it! Signed, The Church of Scientology. Everyone gasps. The dick in Jelly's mouth ejaculates. That settles it. I, Regina King, Emmy-winning actor and all-around badass, hereby rule in favor of the prosecution Samantha Delilu, Jorkob Chapin, and the filmmakers of the movie La La Land. The Church of Scientology will hereby return the club to Mr. Chapin's control and pay a settlement in the amount of three and a half Hallmark films. So it is written. The judge taps her gavel. Jorkob taps his cane. Samantha smiles at her friend. Oh, she's smiling at you. Jorkov smiles in return, but in the wrong direction. Jelly wipes the semen from his mouth. Exterior rooftop. Back on the rooftop of the club, the friends gather in a circle, now surrounded by Christmas lights and a bunch of extras that don't have anything to do with the story. To Samantha Delilu, the best fashion magazine editor slash model slash gynecologist slash lawyer in the entire galaxy. No, to you, Jorkov, and to your dead wife. And your dead mom. Everyone raises their glasses and drinks. Can we open our presents now? That was Savannah White, who has not said a single word up until this point. She points at a pile of presents, and everyone gathers around and lifts their gifts. One by one, they open them in delight, until only Jorkob's is left. This one's from all of us. I hope you like it. Jorkob opens his present, and inside the box is his sight. I... I can't believe it. Savannah, my dear, is that you? Savannah points to a sign that says yes. They embrace. Then Jorkob turns to Samantha. You're even more beautiful than I imagined. 
They kiss, and as we pull back, the stars fill the sky. Painted in space, in a connect-the-dot style image, Samantha and Neb's astronaut mom smiles down on them all. A shooting star arcs across the sky, and in a glimmer of nebula colors, the words seeing Christmas sparkle in the night. The end.